commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! Thank you yeah. so much, Grex. Um, not a lot of news this week, thank goodness, um, because thank the force, um, because we had the Thrawn book. Uh, please go over and check out that uh, pod uh, after you read the book. Um, and then, um, yeah, a lot of new content that just popped out this week. So let's start right off with the Bad Batch um, episode two. We only got 30 minutes this time instead of the hour and 13 from the first one. Uh, How do you guys feel about this one? How does this make you feel about the Bad Batch in general, right? As as you learn more. Bad about Batch it. family got uh, a little bit bigger this episode, and I absolutely loved what uh, what they did, what the choices that were made, and and the tension. And you didn't know if Omega was going to continue with the team, yeah, or 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 go with you know a new party, and uh, it was. It was really beautiful the the the, the storytelling and, and the choice made in this episode. Um, it was with that, yeah. It was done such a good way. And I mean, spoiler alerts. I'm gonna jump to the end real quick. But like, I I for a moment there was actually thinking, are they just writing Omega off this fast? Like, you know, like I there was part of me that thought maybe yeah. she would go because to be honest, she probably should have not gone with the bad batch. But we can we can have a debate about that a little later. But. I yeah I I really 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 liked the episode and it did what it's funny it, it's almost like TV writing 101 which is like you do your pilot and then in the second episode you restate the premise of your show and this this episode did that right like it it resolidified the premise of the episode because at the end they're still on the run with Omega not a ton has changed other than solidifying this right like it, we understand now why this is going to be the premise of the show for the foreseeable future right it makes sense now it's not just this spur of the moment decision at the end of like in the last episode now we know everyone's committed yeah right. this is this is the engine of the show right yeah. it's like now we we understand what this show is which is omega uh coming into her own figuring out her abilities figuring out her place in this new family that is the bad batch that is this yeah. really uh, heartwarming group of yeah. deserters who have wonder have like just wonderful personalities. Like I'm starting to love each of these yes. characters, and uh, and they're really growing on me. And every each one of them does something spe- awesome in this episode. Like it's yeah. it just highlights all the characters in such a wonderful way. Uh, like we get we get an awesome scene where Tech like stuns someone, and it's just in he, <laughs> he, his phones start to catch on. Wrecker then like is disguised and like bashes people's heads and like rips a maglock off like landing gear like yeah. it, sh- it, it just awesome. highlights them in such an awesome way and um but uh it just and we get introduced to a new clone in this episode like that wasn't a clone we had been introduced to in clone wars was it i think yeah it might... cut yeah we cut. had we met cut, cut and run 
Yeah, and I mean, Grant, I don't, I don't fault you because we were introduced to him in a single episode in season two of the Clone Wars. Yeah, so it's been a while, and and it's what's Expected confusing. A long time ago. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that too. episode. Long it's been forever, and what's yeah. I had to Google where I remember because I did that rewatch last year, or the year before, so I remember meeting him. I couldn't remember where, so I had the, I had the cheat right. and look, but it was interesting too because there was a lot of references, right? Like clearly he had he had run into Hunter before, so then I was just like, wait was Hunter in that episode? He's not. So there's just some other untold story between cut and Hunter. But um, yeah, so it's, it's a character we've met before, but not spent a lot of time with in the clone wars. And so that's something that's again, impressive, right? We're like, we were debating like what to call this segment prior <laughs> to doing this, because like we have the clone wars conspectus. And in a lot of ways, this is in, in some ways, just extension of the it's an extension. I mean, it is because we're referencing season just a single standalone episode from season right. two. Right. And then there's also uh, we got sort of a carryover from the end of season seven because uh, right. Cut saw Rex. Rex visited yeah, him on right. his way out of Dodge. And it was like, that's a huge mystery as to where Rex goes off to after mm -hmm. that final battle. And apparently, yeah, he blew through there as well. He's like, yeah, raving about some inhibitor chips or something. Um, that was a yeah, great it was like the day before they arrived. It was. Yeah. Was yeah. There. That was pretty. Yeah. Astounding. Hey, you just missed Rex. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of great. It was we were funny. Just, the the coffee's still story. hot. Yeah. 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 That's so I, calf, I'm sorry. The other yeah. thing that I think Filoni did was like, you know, the, in a lot of ways, this this series feels like a halfway point between the Clone Wars and Rebels, right? Because it is very much Clone Wars. We're still dealing with clones. We're still dealing with this. But at the same time, Rebels was a family, right? That show was yeah. the creation of a family. And that's what this show is. It was but like a family sitcom. It was. A lot of funny ways, yeah. So is this, except her four dads are clones. And she's <laughs> a clone, too. Right. Which one's Ted Danson? Which one's Steve Gutenberg? <laughs> I mean, Hunter. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Hunter's I mean, Gutenberg. Yeah. <laughs> no, no Fixer is yeah. Gutenberg. Hunter Fixer's is Tom is, Selleck. Tech is Gutenberg, right? Yeah, no, Tech is Gutenberg. Hunter's Tom Selleck. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hunter's then, Tom Selleck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't know who Wrecker is. And then we're kind of left with, uh, I don't know, this now just Farkas. Somehow. Yeah. We, we exactly. Yeah. Um, he's in the window um but so much her potential Google. is highlighted in this episode where they're like you have an ability too. like you were yeah. the, the a cut basically i think foreshadows what's to come in this series he's like the kiminoans don't just make mm. clones for no reason there's always a purpose behind like yeah. every clone and it's it's fascinating and then like, and then i think even i think i don't know if it's cut or um someone else who talks to omega and, and basically says like you you have something like there's something ability you have at some point you'll you'll find out your purpose your role and that was that was mm -hmm. cool because now she's joined this this group of uh you know like special forces and each one has their own ability and then she'll eventually you know do whatever she does to overcome yeah cool i mean what's the thing with star wars and orphans it's like it's oh it, the there's Dickensian a lot orphans. of orphans everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. the Kenzie and Orphan. Yeah. yeah, everywhere. And um, but they I feel like they're getting better at doing this. Like I, we talked about last week for no reason at all. 
um, Grogu and like how attached I am to Grogu when I'm just like not like I'm attached to Chihuahuas. You can see me attached to a Chihuahua right now. But like, you know, little kids stories, usually I'm like, I don't know, go on an adventure. We'll see what happens. It's yeah. It's, but, I think it's easy buy in. It's like easy sympathy. Earned. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's someone who's down and out, who's who's trying to climb the ladder. It's right. I, I don't know. But they've just done a better job of it lately. I can't think of ones where I like didn't buy in as much. I don't know, maybe like early Ahsoka, I was like, meh. Yeah. You know, I mean, technically all Jedi orphans, but I don't want to go down that hole. But um, the, I really cared for Omega. And I was just like, I didn't want to lose her character in this show. She brought like she brings so much to the show. And I mean, she's a you know, she's a box of mysteries herself. Um, well, they tried to like ghost her. Cool like she wasn't ready to yeah. say goodbye. They were like Hunter was like, yeah. we're just yeah. going to ghost. dump her on these people and then bounce. And I was like, well, you you didn't even like talk to her about this. He, but then that's fitting given he's just a fighter. He's a soldier. He, he doesn't right. know. But his so his yeah. enhanced ability is his enhanced um, senses. And I wonder right. if there's like you know, I wonder if emotion and empathy comes into play as far as his enhanced senses i don't know maybe it's it, it could be something but there's something there he is deeper like he he does have that he understands the connection he has that feeling there a little more the other thing about omega that i like is she's also really funny like they, they yeah. gave her a good sense of humor there's there's that moment where <laughs> where echo and and uh tech you know purposely get their ship impounded and find out that she's on board like, yeah, and yeah. you just see her like like yeah great great plan guys <laughs> like there's just this and, moment and where we'd, we'd be remiss not to talk about like the first moment of this episode yeah. where they, they walk off the ship and she literally just kneels to the ground and starts playing with dirt and yeah. she's like what, what is, is this magical substance right. <laughs> like oh like the ground dirt yeah. yeah that's the whole reason why i want to move to camino no dirt yeah gets everywhere yeah <laughs> but it's just it's it's really it, i just love all these characters and and you know so well one thing i haven't played in the background there's a moment where uh cut is hiding the fact that he's a clone as they're walking around the planet he has that like big yeah. hat on hunter is just walking around the entire time is just because he has like a half face tattoo that he thinks no yeah. one could know say he's a clone yeah. it's really that, weird in fact he looks like cory feldman yeah and the hair he's got yeah yeah, yeah. the mullet the yeah. mullet's pretty good yeah and the face tat you know i mean now i'm trying to think i literally had this thought while i'm watching it where i'm like so if a clone of me walked by with a half face tattoo and long hair and a bandana <laughs> would i think it was me and i'm like i don't think i would i think i would just be like that's a weird dude <laughs> also i think he's supposed to not look identical to a reg yeah you know like he's He's a little, he looks a little different, different yeah. enough that if he, yeah. I think a side by side wouldn't work or wouldn't, you know, wouldn't convince you necessarily. The other thing watching this is we don't see any other clones without their helmets on other than the deserters, right? We see Cut and we see the Bad Batch with their helmets on. I think that's, I think that's intentional. Right. I think going I think forward, we're not going to see. Yeah. yeah. I think this is a terrifying uh, period in the, the history. Yeah. Uh, in the timeline, yeah. because this is a time when the Republic has fallen, and now the clones are basically acting on these new orders, and they're basically these cogs in the the war machine of the Empire, and they're and they're scarier than stormtroopers because they just it, they'll just they'll just follow orders to a T and, and yeah. kill, and it's it's 
it's interesting because it's a lot more dread than stormtroopers and i'm like oh i like this environment maybe tell me a story here in live yeah. action or you know like i really want to i really want to see clones uh running this sort of like you know like like heavy surveillance like um monitoring uh police state like environment with clones would be fun that would be yeah fun that would be a great show actually yeah i'd love or a couple episodes at least or an arc in something yeah. like if they did an infiltration but like i want to know what it's like to be a clone in the galactic uh empire yeah um because i know we found definitely there was one clone because like he looked at uh cut and was like aren't you and then there was like an explosion <laughs> or something look like, like oh, me they're like there's a it's like uh there's a gunfight at the docks he's like it runs away yeah. yeah but i don't know there were some other ones that sounded like just conscripts yeah so i, I think that point yeah, yeah we might already be like well there's you know one per ten is an actual clone yeah well we know tarkin's uh, not a fan right from yeah. last episode so yeah, yeah. we'll see we will see in um, the first what it was Battlefront 2, though, actually, their storyline, you could they talked about that a little bit. The uh, main character being like what it was like. He was, you know, going from the Clone Wars army into becoming a stormtrooper and stuff. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was I always thought that was actually a pretty cool part of the narration there. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Awesome. I just I, harrowing we... that like the, the chain code. Yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. For... It was like that had was an in, instant sort of like ex, action item. Like that is that is pretty scary. That that you yeah. know, it's just like not or or you thought Order sixty six was scary. Get ready for when they start, you know, assigning chain codes to yeah. people and you know, whole, yeah. you know setting all, up checkpoints. That's that's the scariest stuff. All done in the name of order and security. Right, exactly. They're like, congratulations, yeah. we're going to take all your money. Um, yeah, that was. I thought that was great groundwork for like how bad the Empire is. I feel like they've been kind of struggling to show why the Empire is bad, because in the main movies, you don't really see that as much. They're just fighting our protagonists and whatever, they're in a war. But, yeah. um, you know, the books, it's like, well, it's usually like an environmental disaster, like they strip mine entire planets. Um you right. know, Alphabet Squadron, they just, just ma- I mean, Operation Cinder was just mass destruction, but that wasn't really the Empire Empire. Like, when it first started, you know, what were the signs that they were bad? And this was a perfect example of that. Um, there is making them an antagonist, just doing basic stuff. But, like, I feel like, contem- you know, it's a contemporary concept of sort of not wanting, wanting to be cataloged and tracked mm-hmm. all the time. Um, Brad... Yeah, I can't wait to see more of Omega, honestly. I, you know, and their adventures and how she develops. That'll be that'll be really cool. And learn more about just like her past. Um, anything else on this episode that struck you? Um do either of you have a guess my favorite specific moment in the entire episode? Oh, yep. Something leaped out to you. I, I know it? what it is, but uh Grant, do you want to try before I <laughs> tell him what it is? So the Godels walking out of the town when they're going there. <laughs> no, I think of the name of that. That is nice. Good call. That I is a close them, I like, second. <laughs> I do love Godels. Sorry. Uh, All right. What is it? Tell me. It was when uh, Wrecker was curling a gonk droid. That is correct. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. So I saw that and I was like, "That's hilarious!" And I thought of you. 
And then, but then, so what I started tonight was I I went back to the the season seven arc. I've only gone through like two and a half episodes of the four, but dude, it's precedented. He's, he's like bench pressing that same gonk droid in the spaceship in a different episode. (laughs) Cause it was weird there. Cause he's just curling it and it's like gonk, curl, gonk, gonk, curl. I know. I just, it better be recurring now. Now that's happened in the season seven episode and now it's in this. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah. Wait, we do get a um, that we do get an imperial astromech at one point, like freak out and like a, yeah. <laughs> a klaxon. Oh, the screams that came out of that astromech, like yeah, I'm like, yeah those <laughs> they were frightening. They're terrifying yeah. noises. Um, yeah, I mentioned that before we left. I know we get uh, fourteen more episodes this season. This is going to carry yeah. us right through July, I think. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I, and it's interesting. I have no idea where the season's going. I mean, we know they're on the run. That's got to be the arc. But we know, you know, we saw previews. We know certain things are going to happen. And uh, I'm excited. I'm really enjoying this. Me too. Yeah. See where it goes. All right, and we're going to talk about some. Uh, content from the higher public that's come out the last few weeks uh, we have a couple of short stories from uh star wars insider and an issue of the high republic adventures uh from idw so let's start with those short stories so just a little bit of background um star wars insider the monthly star wars magazine uh brought back short stories they'd gone away for a while they they brought them back now and they they did, they usually do a couple of two-part issues or uh, two-parters uh, by High Republic authors that take place in High Republic. This, these two come from the April and May issues and are written by Kevin Scott, uh, who does... Uh, right now, I think he's writing the main Marvel run of the comic, but I think he's also writing the, the second... Rising Storm. The, next the Rising novel. Storm, which is the second yeah. uh, book, the main book, right, to the of the yeah. High Republic series? Into the Dark. Yeah. There's actually an oh, excerpt the main on StarWars.com oh, yeah. right now that you can read... Uh, there's an excerpt there. We'll, we'll yeah. cover that probably next episode. I, couple, yeah. And I think the, the whole novel's coming out in just a few weeks, right? I think early June. So, um, but this is, uh, and, and these series all take place on Starlight Beacon and they were developed to focus less on the Jedi and more on the support staff around Starlight. So, uh, you know, I'll get this a little later, but basically it's like reading Deep Space Nine in Star Wars, which I'm yeah. all for. And yeah. I really want to see. I, I really want to see those vibes as well. Yeah. Uh, but cool stuff, like really cool to learn yeah. the, uh, the titles of everyone working on Star on Starlight yeah. Beacon. Yeah. Like the controller and the, yeah. the medic and medic areas and Velco, the characters really cool. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah. So that's a two parter called uh, both are called the first duty part one and two. <laughs> Duty, uh, duty. <laughs> uh, but as Grant mentioned, I've been waiting all day. On the I, I, I know. I was. I could have said I'm like, and there it is. Uh, so, <laughs> and then second duty. I. Uh, I got I got to jump in a side note there. I used to teach an ethics course and we talk about and we talk about ethics. We talk about Aristotle talked about the the duties that everyone is supposed to do. And so I spent about 50 minutes talking about this and try being in front of a class and say the word duty 30 times. <laughs> and in my head, the students tell me better. But in my mind, I just kept not don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't chuckle. Just 
get through it. Uh, anyway, this uh, short story follows Velko Jehan, uh, Jehan who is uh, uh, a new addition to Starlight Beacon. And, and the character, I had it written down, but she's basically kind of the second in command, right? Kind of the, the main um, assistant to the main dude. Is that a good description? Main dude. Yeah, that was his title, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, as it wrote Arkeen, the head of Republic operations. Yeah. His new aide. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we get an assassination attempt that she's trying to unravel. I don't, you know, there's that's what's great with these short stories are fun. I don't have a ton. Any thoughts? Anything that kind of stood out from these? Uh, I like the um setups and cliffhangers of these. I think they're yeah. Really, yeah. really well done. Uh, shout out to Kevin Scott for that work where it kind of like ends with like a Rodian running into the medical facility. And like you, I imagine you wait a wait a week for that next issue. I read them all, read them both back to back, but yeah, yeah, there's there fun go. cliffhangers there. I love, I mean, really a plus uh, world building. I, yeah. it, it was just really great. You felt like you were in there. It showed like really a small portion of starlight beacon, but um, yet another, insightful perspective on the space and like the scale and who are there so many aliens and like getting into that you know the the nitty-gritty of of different um biologies of various um i i couldn't usually i look up every species that i read trying to just get a picture i, I couldn't keep up with this so it was just like a, i'm gonna trust the uh narrator to tell me what these um aliens look like um or you know species look like and go with that but uh yeah yeah but I, I love the space i love the people there i love the hierarchy and then of course you've got the interaction with the jedi and and the like rock star status of avar chris which I <laughs> yeah think is really pretty cool um to witness secondhand there yeah and a couple of things that jumped out to me similar i had that i had a whole section highlighted about the description of avar chris but you know really how how powerful she is uh how powerful of a presence she is but the other thing is that you know they they highlight a couple times or kevin scott highlights a couple times in this about the fact that that this is really a joint idea between the republic and the jedi right like this idea of you know that's what's wonderful thing about starlight beacon avar chris said the republic and jedi working together for the good of all you know and and that's you know we we got that a little bit in the book but it's, it's an interesting reminder right like this isn't just the jedi's endeavor right there's a lot of republic presence on this they're really doing the dog and pony show for like, this is what civilization looks like. And yeah, it, it really felt to me like Wild West, you know, expansionism and, and you know what it was like to be. All right. You've been a settler for however long. And like, well, this is what we're doing on the East Coast right now. And it's all civilized and there's yep. all this technology and we're doing all these things. And yeah, um, it's fun yeah, to be got in, some deadwood in the shoes of someone totally. going going to work there because it's like they even like as they arrive they're like it looks like a lightsaber like yeah. floating in space like it, it is this last bastion you know it is our it is the expansion expansion of the the republic it's like it's 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 super beautiful like beautiful descriptions uh yeah. environments uh just the the atmosphere um i think kevin scott does a wonderful job yeah. capturing that and and the sheer scope of this, there's they throw out a number which is impressive, is that there are eighteen thousand four hundred and seventy-four yeah. survivors being cared for 
from the from the great disaster on this station. That's just the people being cared for, not not all the merchants and other people coming through. So it is huge. Massive. Talking, that, yeah. yeah. Did debris really go did debris fly by the beacon at any time during the disaster? I didn't get that sense. I don't think I. so. Okay. No. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then brought there. Yeah. So again, I just I really like this this idea. And, and, and next month we're going to get the first part of another story uh, from Justina Ireland, uh, who oh, cool. wrote. Okay, I'm trouble remembering all the names of these books, but I she I remember, did the young of courage. Yeah. Test a, a test of courage was that hers? Yeah, such a that was so good, and so well, I'm sure we'll cover that in a few months. I think I think covering these when both parts are out is a good way to way to do it. But um, you know, Star Wars Insider, fun magazine, but definitely you know worth subscribing to or picking up once a month. But just these short stories are just so treats. I again, I I remember back in the like aughts and nineties picking these up monthly, and this is for a long time. You would just I would just devour the short stories in these they so, used to have so, those so short stories in, in wizard too uh, like yeah yeah and uh, yeah it was wizard and another book had it too which was like the role-playing book i can't remember what it was but they would have uh they would have really good stories but yeah, yeah. it's uh it's nice to see them back and sometimes they have those really great um graphics those like visual pages and yeah. um, this i don't think part two had one but um Part one had some new lightsabers that we hadn't seen before. Lightsaber designs and like exploded. Uh, oh, I, I think graphics. I think you're thinking of the comic. We're actually about to oh talk. the comic. Yeah, is that in the comic? Yeah, it's in the comic. Yeah. Why don't we talk about the comic now? Right, you're that's right. a great there segue. Accidental. It has segue. a galactic data file in there. <laughs> That I knew when I saw that page, I was like, Ben is going to be. I had the same thought. Yeah. (laughs) Clearly, it did connect with Ben. Uh, So let's move on to the comics. Uh, So also this week was uh, the Higher Public Adventures number four, The Mountain by Older, uh, Talabao, Rodericks, Nalte, and Wood. Um, I didn't write down a summary. We'll we'll go through it as it does. But um, we are kind of following the continuing story of... um, uh, who is it? Cricks and, uh, and Cricks. Yeah, Zine yeah. and Cricks. One being, uh, you know, being courted by the Nile and the other trying to be, you know, brought into the Jedi fold. Right. Um, was it Talasova? Is that the name of the young Jedi um, learner with the dark hair? That's Lula. Lula. Uh, what what's her full name? I'm so sorry. Um, Lo, uh, it's uh, I had Lula. Definitely, I definitely, definitely Lula, Lula as far as Tallulah. Uh, I just call her Lula. That's what I, I think. I, it's I think she's referred to as Lula in the in the comic. Yeah, she has like a she has a a longer name that um. Yeah. Is, is, yeah, sorry. I don't know the longer name. Sorry to expose the, the <laughs> um this hole in our knowledge here, but um so vividly but she we see her training oh. zine um Lula Talasola. oh Talasola. all right that's what it is so yeah Talasola is your last name um yeah. which is crazy um that they decided to talk about her in two different names but that's cool um yeah. so she was training zine and i mm-hmm. i in my heart really want to see zine trained in with the jedi even though she's quote unquote too old um 
she's super powerful and I want to see her development there. Either way, whether she gets trained or not, she's going to have a fascinating future. And um, she's my favorite part of these, actually. And uh, Quark uh, mm -hmm. and uh, the Bat Chihuahua is also a favorite. Of <laughs> yep. There's a great setup in here, too, where Lula's like, your ten your um your tendrils will like go yeah. back if you're afraid or they're like they'll move in different directions depending on your emotion i was like well that could be used to great effect in the art going forward in the comic yeah. like especially if she is trained as a jedi and then you could understand when she's courageous or when she's afraid. yeah yeah fun new ways do all these new visual you know clues and indicators that'd be fun but um uh, that was cool. I love Farzala, guys. I, that, I love the design of that species. Like, I think it's so cool. Um, he's the one crafting the lightsaber mm -hmm. in that that data file. In that data file, yeah, yeah, yeah. It he it reminds me of something, and I can't think of what that species like design. It's like a character out of Dragon Age. I don't know if you guys played mm -hmm. that. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, but I uh, do like that design quite a bit. What's also yeah. crazy to me is um. The uh, the ships uh, remind me. What are the what are the Jedi starfighters called in this um, in the High Republic era? Vectors. Vectors. There you it's, go. It's crazy to me that there isn't a comic just about like a vector squadron I mean, of Jedi. It's probably coming. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, I'm game for that them. comic. Like, that would yeah. be super fun if you did something like. You know, something that's like Poe Dameron or Shadow Wing, but it's vectors and it's Jedi. You know, that would be super cool. And the Jedi yeah. who like specializes in piloting, like, whoa, like that would like be an cool. ace squadron of Jedi pilots. Yeah. <laughs> From... <laughs> that's that. Yeah, you're on to some quality there. comic waiting to happen. From what I've heard, the High Republic stuff's doing well for for marvel and for disney i think i think jordan white who was used to be the um editor on the star wars books he's now the editor on the x-men run on marvel so he's still in good graces i think he was on another podcast i think he was on star wars minute and he talked about the fact that he just mentioned offhandly offhanded that uh that that's their best-selling star wars book right now is the high republic book so it seems to be it seems to be popular oh, and i think great. the books are doing really well so that's great. So I hopefully we'll get more and they'll keep going down this path. So maybe we'll get some more of these comics. Maybe we'll get that. Well, yeah, I think um, I think the High Republic run has gotten like fourth printings. Like yeah. I've seen covers yeah. that are now fourth printing of every I think almost every uh, all four issues so far. Or at least yeah. the first three. Right. Issues. Yeah. Oh, wow. There have been so, yeah. printings. Yeah. Just great because I'm loving it. I I love the world building they're doing and all the comics and the books and I'm I'm all in. So I'm glad that people seem to be connecting with it. Uh, what else? Well, speaking of vectors, we get to see uh, Yoda behind yeah. the behind the stick <laughs> and yeah. buckets of blood. Buckets of blood. I'm talking about himself in the third person. And then the yeah. other Jedi, who's pretty cool. The uh, yeah. The, oh yeah, that guy's too. newly introduced. Cantam Cantam Psy. He's pretty cool. Yeah, Psy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That that's kind of an interesting new development in this i i love these comics man they like yeah. they really expand the galaxy you get a lot of um new i don't know just like really important facts out of out of these stories and it's great storytelling and yeah yoda in the cockpit of a you know vector yes all, all day long 
and they, they seem to have like other vehicles too i know i'm always dorking out on like the mechanics but they look like precursors to the a-wing yeah like, i noticed that like precursors right to yeah the i saw that yeah. yeah they didn't really focus on them and it actually could be yoda's in one of those ships as well but they look essentially like arrowheads made of stone that fly i took that yeah. as those are those are re- like republic fighters and then the vectors are uh, by jedi, like jedi fighters. oh that could be that makes sense yeah um so i love court guys yeah i'm a big fan of the character design for court like mm-hmm. I love the his language quartz. Yeah, quartz, dude. Um, Uh, oh, Cham 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 is the uh, bat. Oh, that's right. Cham Cham. Maybe Cham Cham and Quartz will be. Uh, We get like the we get like a (laughs) we get like a family guy like chasing the chicken man. Like (laughs) yeah, (laughs) this issue. Uh, it's pretty wild, but it's like Crix is really going down the dark path here because he's just like immediately pulling yeah. the trigger on that blaster, like he is just ready to kill this, this, um, this, I guess, runaway local. It was weird, right? Like, he's like, Yes, I'll make you proud with your blaster, off I go, but then he uses it to like call Zine, yeah. Like, and then he's like, just like, be cool to his hostage. And they're like, they're going to kill me. Like, no. And but he really doesn't want to kill the chicken man. Vulture yeah, it's man. unclear. Yeah, I. It, yeah, it's unclear. It feels like he's, yeah, more now maybe questioning things a little bit and wants to run away. Or is it just another or is he actually trying to get her to come to it's it's interesting. We'll see where it goes with this. Love that all the Jedi cram themselves into one cockpit. <laughs> yeah. That was a great bit. That was a really I've always wondered bit. if you could do that. You're like, we gotta we gotta get to this other planet like right now, but we only have this one starfighter. Like, could you just all like cram in there and just you know well, yeah. it's one of those things I, you do when you're fifteen, but you don't do when you're forty five. I mean, right. How do you think how do you think Luke got got 3PO to Tatooine at the beginning of Return of the Jedi. He had to cramp it. He had to sit on his lap in the X-Wing. Did <laughs> I just break it? He, he couldn't just go <laughs> the astromech port on the... the... I mean, they could just, I guess he could have just like strapped him to the outside of the X-Wing. Wait, yeah, you could do that. What? Wait, he, he... Has a, he has a slot, though. Who? 3PO? 3PO doesn't have a slot. Oh, 3PO. Oh, yeah, because we know where R2 is, but 3PO has to okay. be like either strapped to the underside of the X-Wing or sitting on Luke's lap. Wait, when is this? At the beginning well, of Return of the a Jedi. cargo hatch and the X-Wing underneath or you can just shove C-3PO in there. Oh, I see what you mean. Like when they go and arrive. You don't know that they came together. Wait, they didn't arrive together. Oh, they sure did. has been there. No, he hasn't. He's, where's he been? He's At been John in that cave making his lightsaber. Right with Luke. No, Luke has been there, and those two were dropped off with um, uh, Lando and Chewie. Yeah, Lando. Oh, Lando or no, 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 not Lando and Chewie with um, Boosh and Chewie. All right. No, Lando also brought Leia. there. That Leia br- brought Leia. them. No, because Lando was Lando was there before, first, I think. Yeah. We think so because he he for some reason looks at the camera and pulls his mask down for no reason whatsoever. He, he but worked, he worked there, and then 
Boosh and Chewie show up, and then Luke shows up. People complain that the but Phantom actually... Menace is too convoluted. The <laughs> opening to Return of the Jedi makes no sense yeah. when you start pulling this whole thing. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. No, Lando was there embedded, and then the droids show up, and then Boosh shows up, and then Luke shows up. Yeah, yeah. And pretty clever plan, except for it all went sideways. <laughs> but all worked in the end, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. that's it's a it's a myth. So the High think. Republic. Anywho, yes, the High <laughs> Republic. That was totally uh, my fault, by the way. I'll own that one. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't just break our brains and think you're going to walk away from that. We had, yeah. we had to flesh that out. Um, they did like all the Padawans stuffed into a cockpit of a Starfighter. That's yeah. an amazing panel. And then that's just the point is they're going after Zine because she got the message from Crix and she's heading off to that <laughs> just junk yeah. moon. One of my favorite yeah. planets. I love a good junk moon. Iron. Super. Yeah. There's and like a lot of junk moons in the galaxy, and I enjoy them all. Um, yeah, and we don't know. Uh, it seems to be a trap, right? Like even though he's calling, or it seems like yeah. the um, Martian Rowe seems to be expecting this. And the you mean the fake Martian Rowe. No, I mean real Martian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. It's I love the series, man. It's super fun. Yeah. Me too. Uh, uh, yeah, it's cool that she's she's actually just taking a Jedi uh, vector and she's flying there. That's pretty neat. Yeah, I love these OP Padawan in like juvenile stories. I think they're great. I, I instantly buy in. Yeah. All right, uh, on to War of the Bounty Hunters. Come, Crystal, come Back in Kyber Crystal Comics Corner this week, we are covering Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha Precious Cargo, written by Charles Sewell, illustrated by Steve McNeven, color art by Laura Martin, lettered by VCs Travis Lanham. Uh, this was a fantastic issue. Basic premise here is that in transporting Han to Jabba the Hutt, Boba, uh, Boba Fett learns that you know he's not entirely stable and stops off on Narshada to get help stabilizing uh, stabilizing the, the Han and Carbonite. And to do that, he, there, he has to do a number of things, one of which is enter uh, the gladiatorial games on Narshada. And, um, and lots happen after that. And so we, uh, we, got, we got a lot of action in this yeah. issue. We got cool new costume designs we got great new characters and uh it's a really fun start to this but i also like it's always been my interpretation that boba brought you know boba would have probably brought han straight to jabba and if it and if jabba's on narshada that would be cool like that would be a cool take i didn't think he would stop off and talk to you know uh this kind of underground um medical expert carbon freezing expert yeah, I yeah. So I enjoyed this issue as an issue of a comic book <laughs> as yeah. as connected to the Star Wars lore. Great. I, I, I kind of bumped up against it, too, because they're telling these this new run of the comics of all four of the main comics as 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 being somewhat. Chronologically happening together, which means that the 
seven issues of the new Star Wars or ten issues of the new Star Wars happened yeah. before this happened. So like part of me would get if like let's say let's say Boba Fett jumps into his ship, is flying from Cloud City, and everything happens the way it happens in this issue that Bib Fortuna Fortuna talks to him. He says, Yep, everything's fine. Then he notices that Han's unstable understandably maybe not bring it to Tatooine because it doesn't have the resources to fix it. So I get that maybe you take a quick side trip to get him fixed. Yeah. I mean, he's like, dying. I can, he doesn't want to take yeah, it. Like, I, I can buy that, but oh. apparently this has happened after Luke left cloud city. They came back to cloud city. Like all of the issues of, of star Wars happened. The comic happened before this happened. So yeah. that's weird. To me. It's maybe. weird. Yeah. We'll Maybe see how it ties in. Just... Well, where is Bespin in relation to Nar Shadda? And where is Tatooine? Like, where are they in relation to each other? It's so funny. I, you know what? Bespin's like yite next to Tatooine. They're both, I think, um, Tatooine is in the, um, what, or Bespin's in the Western Reaches. I'm going from memory here. And Tatooine is in the part just east of the Western Reaches. Uh, I think it's called the, I think actually it's just called the Outer Rim. Yeah. Uh, and Narshada is in the slice, also known as Hut Space, which is far east in the galaxy. So honestly, he would have to go way out of he way out of his way to go to Yeah. Universe. I mean, I guess we'll see. Really? Yeah. So there's like so this is leading into a six episode miniseries of just War of the Bounty Hunters, but there's also issues of the main run that are connecting to this. But as I've been seeing those, it looks like those issues may be flashbacks that kind of like somewhat tie into this. So I wonder if they're not tied. I'm wondering if this is like what we thought maybe it happens right after empire. It's odd. Um, you maybe, know, instead you know, of doing like an um actually to this thing, like I do like it. Like it's a good story. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Really fun. Um, actually that's like, gotta be a segment. I don't know what, but it's going to be a segment <laughs> called, um, yeah. actually, actually. Yeah. No, I agree. I, you know, we could nitpick this to death in terms of the t- chronologically, chrono- the chronology of it. Maybe it'll, you know, we'll figure it out as it goes on. But I mean, let's let's just jump into this. I mean, we get to see. I'm just going to ruin a lot of this. We get to see Boba Fett in matte black armor, calling himself Django, battling an arena and just decapitating multiple enemies. Yeah, yeah. it's like he seems to always go for the head. And he, <laughs> yeah. at the same time, like yeah. remembering having a flashback of holding, yeah, uh, Django's helmet with possible head inside. Yeah, um, yeah, you can't Not... beat that for the bat. Um, all right, so I double checked my work on the um, geography, and I think they, I mean, we can just say, hey, Boba's a busy guy. He's got yeah. a lot of things going on. This isn't his only contract, but. Um, yeah, it's it's exactly what I said. So the Western, like, Bespin is, like, due south of the galaxy. Nar uh, Shada is, like, due east. And then right. um, and then Tatooine is really close. It's, like, s- pretty much south, but just barely southeast. Right, southeast, so, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's called the Trailing Sectors and the new, um, the new naming of the regions. All right. The um, interior... If you're into the interior and you're not into the core, which of course we're not. I, yeah, I love that page, Grant, that you referenced with the flashback of just him getting prepared to go into the arena and just seeing the door slowly come yeah. open and then 
him seeing his father's helmet. Like I just, I like that one page is really just a great, these, these new, this new run of the star Wars with the flashbacks. I'm really enjoying like all the flashback stuff and, and Vader, I think is working really well. And I think this is just really great visual storytelling. Yeah. yeah both Greg pack and Charles. So have been doing a lot of the kind of graphic match flashbacks uh work to to really build in that emotion like it's honestly it works so well in the panels of the comic um possibly better than the films like in star wars live action films i i I, i'm not a huge fan of flashbacks i kind of like what the mandalorian does and the original trilogy in that there's not a lot of flashbacks it's just kind of a strange universe a galaxy quick one sentence exposition or lore drops Yeah. yeah i like that sort of stuff yeah, I mean, they did it a lot in the Vader comic with his sort of like flashbacks and whatever. And um, yeah, I thought it was just one panel is just like holding the head and then he's off and he's just cutting people's heads off. It, yeah, it gave another sense of gravity, though. For some reason in my head, I couldn't get uh, Din Djarin's voice out of my head. Through this funny. Story. I don't know why. Like to I mean, me, you've heard it was a lot like, of it. I really yeah. got confused. and It was like the Mandalorian instead of uh, Boba Fett. Um, so I'm gonna have to try harder. Um, I, let's just I, talk something stupid right now. Powder black, uh, matte black, Boba Fett. Obviously awesome. Can't go with it. Can't go wrong with matte black yeah. ever. Um, if you had another color to paint Boba Fett, um, what paint job would you give him? That's a good one. Uh, huh. Let's see. We've seen matte black. We've seen kind of the blue and gray when he was Django. We saw the white. There was like a beta when he was in like just testing, he was all white. Right, right, right. He got the green. There's just not a lot of colors left. Uh, I mean, what about silver like the would blue, just be orange, purpley, weird looking holiday special one. Like I, yeah, I kind of like how he looks in the holiday. Mm. Special. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, they didn't obviously didn't take a lot of time with that paint job. <laughs> like, I am, I am partial to an autumnal orange, so I don't know if that would work on that. But I could use like like a earthy orange tone. Or an orange, that would be a great one. Yeah, that'd be good. That would be good. I mean, because you got to think you're, you know, a warrior, and I guess black works well. I'm thinking back to like Rogue One, that guy that's like wearing the scout trooper helmet, wearing all black. That's a pretty good look. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't even. I don't even have an answer to that. I. I mine might be white. Like if they were going to do a callback, like yeah, that's pretty sweet. And then you just get like progressively redder and redder, like with all the blood. <laughs> um. But actually, the, the the payoff for me was like it was so like vaporwave, and actually that might be the picture that I use for our, our um tile. Is at the end of it when he goes, he's like, "I'm here to collect my payment," and so he's in matte black, covered in bright pink blood, like fusion. yeah blood yeah i don't know that was my favorite frame of the whole that is pretty great it could be cool to see like camouflage like that would that might be in in a star warsian style camouflage Mm. that's not you know sure in any way sure like the the, uh 41st um trooper division right in uh, just like any of these paint schemes we're talking about but then he kind of like just spray paints like black stripes on it or something you know like that could be cool yeah black was cool you can't go wrong with with you can't go wrong it's pretty cool and this issue will be you know a a pretty good issue to bag and board just to know that this is the issue where you get matte black boba fett um hopefully like they'll do a second printing with a cover that's the you know uh the black armor yeah and now that I think about it, blood red actually would have been a pretty good color too. Um, well, we saw that in Solo. We saw that uh, hanging up in Dryden Voss's 
Oh yeah, we did yeah. the like samurai Mandalorian armor. Yeah, that's right. right. It was blood red. I uh, good call. I, I crimson, a... crimson, you might say. Crimson, crimson. yes. I have a question slash nitpick. Uh, um, actually, uh, yeah. they just noticed. Speaking of this matte black, so he has the matte black coloring. He goes to get his. How do you know it's matte? Oh, I guess because it's not reflective. Yeah. All right. But yeah. <laughs> but it's just more fun to say matte black than matte black. black. That's how I'm picturing it. But, <laughs> but it could just black, be yeah. it could just be shiny black. Yeah. So then he runs in the kanji club or not. Oh yes, yeah, the kanji. Yeah. Club. Right. So there's a kanji hut. You can go back around. So he walks away. Uh, we then cut to Han Solo's getting stolen by presumably other bounty hunters of some kind. Who is that? I don't know, but don't hold on. It. We will come back around to that. Next page, he is back into his regular armor. Yeah. So Boba Fett leaves. <laughs> it's a comic book. I don't, it, I'm not going to ask it, too many was, questions. What was that name of the segment we were going to call it again? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I can't help it though. Like <laughs> this is part of why I, I'm I'm looking forward to this, but this issue lost me at times when I started thinking too much about it. Because, so first of all, Boba Fett leaves his most valuable possession with some guy who is not the most trustworthy guy, but whatever it has to go through this like series of whatever things. Gets his finishes his mission instead of going immediately back to to get his most valuable possession, he gets his paint job done. Then no, comes back. It, it wears keeps off. The, chips, the paint wears keeps, off. Keeps the chipped uh, the pop marks and the chips and the face mask and the face paint. No, no, no. In the in the in the comic, he says it wears off in a couple of days. It wore off between when he left. Between in the stroll over back to that, it just happened it was nowhere. Impeccable right. timing, impeccable comic timing. That's science. All right, <laughs> fair enough. I'll 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 buy it because I have to. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure that was what they were thinking. All right. And also comic books and also science. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm that guy. I was like, total sense to leave him there. The, the surgeon. The guy's huge. The surgeon was huge. He could fight off anything, but I wasn't even thinking that. And then I was like, oh, he got stole. Yeah. It's actually nano black. That's what it yeah, is. Nano black. Yeah. Nano black Boba Fett. That's what the figure should be called. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so I am looking forward to a bunch of bounty hunters going after a bunch of bounty hunters. That's going to be that's going to be fun. Yeah, I've I just, you know, as always want to know where four Lam and Zuck has fallen to this whole thing. Well, no, excellent point, Adam. And and honestly, like this is what I this kind of episode is what I wanted out of my um, bounty hunters. Yeah. Um, comic, just like one offs of random bounty hunters doing yeah. awesome stuff. Yeah, and undercutting each other and like sometimes teaming up and then double crossing each other. Like that's to me what the Bounty Hunter Guild's all about. It's like you, you, it's all about the the you know, the almighty credit or the almighty uh flan, right? You can't really you just don't <laughs> know. Flan. Yeah. You don't know who you can trust, but you have to trust people at times and sometimes it pays off and sometimes you get stabbed yeah. in the back. A lot of hyper violence I just realized in this comic. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just we've been talking about how we've been watching a lot of hyper violent things. Mortal Kombat. I just bought Mortal Kombat eleven. <laughs> never <laughs> never played like a Mortal Kombat. I haven't played a Mortal Kombat in like twenty years. And I'm like, no, this seems like a good idea. 
and I'm in. I'm in all the way on learning all the fatalities and brutalities, etc. <laughs> and so, like, I guess I didn't even notice this comic, but now that I'm thinking about it, hyper. Oh, yeah. Very violent, oh, yeah. especially for Star Wars. You know, blaster bolts bury through Wait. their chests. And... There's literally a page of just multiple decapitations. Yeah, there's. Yeah. And then, can you just tell me what happened when no. the uh, when the spider gladiator collides with him? Like, and then oh, he, I think he used he... his jetpack to. Yeah, I think he exploded his jetpack, but then his jetpack shows up a couple of frames later. Try not to think too hard about it. But does he get stabbed? Yes, he gets yes. run through, which I guess like, he's fine. I mean, he's good. It, it was like, oh, it was in the shoulder. <laughs> but like, no, it's like through his chest piece. And it's like best car as well. Question mark. Yeah. Um, I guess it missed the best. Car. It must have missed the best car. But it was like he got run through and then exploded something, which I thought was his jetpack. But actually, I, 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 that's an interesting storyline to follow because the jetpack that exploded looked a lot more like um, Din Djarin's jetpack. And so maybe he buys another one. And I would. That's and then like, he lands on her like he's the debris lands on he her is. and she gets squished. Yeah. 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 So he is Sans jetpack when we, after he's, I'm sorry, he didn't get repainted after his nano black paint job uh, dissipated. Uh, he does not have his jetpack anymore, so it definitely blew up, and so he has to get a new one at some point. So I'm sure, I'm sure, as, as we know, in Star Wars, we will get a. I'm sure this will be an entire issue of the War of the Bounty Hunters. Him getting his next, his next. Uh, I'm there for that. Ben I'm is so there right now. He is so yeah. happy. He said nano black suit. You nailed it, Adam, and, and yeah, it's great. But yeah, so I want to. I want to know how we got the defective jetpack. Like that could be the thing. He's like, oh, by the way, make sure you don't, no one hits it directly, or else it'll erratically yeah. launch. But you also get this awesome missile that shoots out of the top. That's true. That's obviously going to be the selling point. I uh, I think we are going to see Han unfrozen. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say we don't. I hope yeah. we don't. To me, I read this as like they're worried because like you get turned to carbonite, your whole body is essentially like yeah. Because he said literally like, he's a carbon or he was yeah. gonna disintegrate or something. Turn into yeah. goo, I think. Goo. Yeah, what if he what if he what, if he, what if he unfreezes to the just for like a, a hot second and just is able to say like Leia or something like that? I, I love you. No. Free, free, free <laughs> yeah. I just the reason I think we're going to get it is because like, I don't know. I just this whole thing seems odd that they're doing this. So if you're going to like tell the story of Han going on or Han's body being taken on one last adventure before being put into Jabba's palace, it just seems like all bets are off. Right. I think there's like two types of comic stories, right? There's the ones that are, well, this is empty space. And uh, it'd be a good, you know, a fun story to tell that sort of illuminates other parts of the feature films or other parts of the media, its synergy, et cetera. And then there's also like this, these characters are so good and this time period is so good. We're going to yeah. jam in as many stories as we possibly can. And this time period, this whole run fits into the latter. It's just there's like one thing I need out of this series. They're milking this. Yeah. <laughs> there's one thing I need out of this series. And that is Boba Fett jumping on the carbon frozen Han 
like tequila in a John Woo detective tequila in a John Woo movie and just shooting like dual wielding blasters shooting on both sides, but it's like floating. You know how it was floating in Empire Strikes Back? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. always wanted to yeah. see. Like, I wonder if you could ever like surf on that. You know what I mean? Like, could you use that as like a hoverboard, like Back to the Future? Like, could you? What could you do with that? You know, like I would love to see Boba just like floating on that thing. You know, taking down bounty hunters. Yeah, I'm like a zero friction. Like the gurney. Like, in, um, gurney, you know, yeah. gurney and hard boiled, you know? When he jumps on the gurney. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just goes I... that hallway, just shooting windows. Right. You're well, probably going to get that. I hope you get that. No, I, like, I feel like this is yeah. written for that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> this is the place to do it. I was like, this is the story you do that where he jumps on the gurney and like shoots as he rolls. Oh, man. Um, is it time to talk about the last panel of this, which is the schedule at the end, or, or is there more you guys want to talk about? Uh, no. So it's no, so no, it, so they have like the last panel. Do you you see this? They have like an outlay of all the upcoming comics. I got the director's cut, which for some reason did not have that. Oh yeah, the you mean you're talking about like the the um the prelude yeah. yeah it's like the second to the last thing and they're like yes exactly may war of the bounty hunter prelude so this is uh, war of the bounty hunters alpha so this was actually episode z- this was issue zero yeah it's the same it's like yeah. a, a prelude right and then so we get star wars 13 bounty hunters 12 darth vader 12 doctor oh Robert my Pat, god leading into it or are you just reading this oh now right. yeah and then, so each month is going to be a War of the Bounty Hunters followed by all, all four um, yeah. main runs, uh-huh. right? Until you get to, uh, actually, what, until uh, you get to July. 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 And, then, and then you get all four main runs, the War of the Bounty Hunters and Jabba the Hutt number one. Mm. And then in uh, August, you get... Yeah, you get War of the Bounty Hunters, all four main run, and then Four Alarm and Zuckus number one. Oh, I did not see any of this. This is not okay. a my issue. September, War of the Bounty Hunters four, all four main runs, Boosh number one. Oh. Here's the best one. I, yeah. and I will be collecting every cover for this. this yeah. <laughs> October. So here we are in the ball. War of the Bounty Hunters Yeesh. five. All four main run. IG-88, number one. Nice. So we're getting <laughs> new, new comic? I, mean, I hope, I mean, so we're only getting one piece a month. Honestly. They're not recurring. Yeah, they're not like, I hope they're not one-offs. But like, they're just I, a lot of time between them. <laughs> but I mean. I think they're going to be, yeah, they'll probably be one-offs. But like, you think this, they'll just be one-offs? Yeah, those I think usually, yeah, I think so. But man, that is. They spent the time to call them number one. They do that in comics. It's annoying. I don't know why they do that. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. Um, but the title should be crazy. Uh, IG88. Like it should. If it if it's called that right now in the rundown, it probably is going to be IG88. Big font. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, so I'm just saying. What, I'm not yeah. saying. I'm saying. Um, we have no idea who's doing them. It's a it's a bummer. I thought they were just gonna do like a month of War of the Bounty Hunters and then go off and do more stuff, but apparently they're all gonna like it's gonna be this really synergistic, you know, knot of five storylines. I mean, 
it, we're talking about in the main crossover event, like the crossovers, there's 24 issues. Yeah. <laughs> then there's six issues of just War of the Bounty Hunters. And then there's these four issues of these one shots. So we're looking at 34 comics right. tying into this thing. Between now and, and November. Uh, yeah. So pretty much bringing us right to perhaps on purpose, the book of Boba Fett. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I hope that we get a lot more Boba Fett in all this. Uh, I mean, he's the main guy. Is going to be in this series? Maybe. That's a good, that's a good interesting bet. I would not be surprised if she makes an appearance. I think the first time. It's just like the person in the shadows that's taking out the, uh, the medical expert. I hope so. I mean, I hope it's got to be someone we know, but I don't know. I couldn't quite figure out some of our main bounty hunters. So that makes Spanish Shan's a good a good guess. Yeah, that all bets yes. are all bets. Who took on guys? You guys have to make a guess. I think I it's. Think, oh, you first, Adam. I think it's Vakura, whatever that character name is that keeps popping up in all of the comics. That's what I was going to say too. <laughs> Yeah. From is that the Unbroken Clan, the leader of the Unbroken Clan? I yeah, the Unbroken right. Clan. Right. Yeah. yeah, fake Batman, Batwoman. Yeah, yeah, with a head wrap. Yeah. Four years, four year Batman, Batwoman. Yeah, um, yeah, that's who I guess too, because it's like rant. I don't know the the species look right. I don't know who else it would be. Looking forward to that Jabba issue. That'd be great. And Boosh has got to be. I mean, we've already seen the the Boosh origin for leia you know we saw right. her her kill the real boosh i wonder if we'll get a story that takes place before she kills the real boosh that seems or weird or i i assume it'd be after leia. Or she yeah. like comes to grips with like oh wait i kept this armor because i'm a dark person and in my soul and i keep trophies from those i kill and so now i'm gonna wear their their gear like i don't know maybe that's it darker side of leia we'll see yeah well I can see you're going a bit dark with everything she's going through. Yeah, she's in a tight spot. Okay. Hey, you know, um, what yeah, else is the week we had? Yeah, it's really great. Um, a lot of great stories coming out. Uh, love the High Republic. We're going to get another novel soon. That's going to be awesome. Um, and yeah, these comics are off the chain. It'll be fun to see how they all pivot towards this uh, war of the bounty hunters that apparently is going to be 30 episodes long. They did say like at the begin, uh, in the forward of the, this alpha issue, it was like the, the largest comic event in star Wars comic history. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. The one before was like Vader down, which was like right. four issues, four issue crossover. So totally not the point, Adam. But, no, but here's what I'll say is I love a doing that. Like, yeah, that's a humble brag, but also like not just doing like five issues like like it's going to be hard to top a 34 issue thing in Star yeah. Wars. I'm very impressed by this. I was not expecting this. I'm I'm impressed. And from being a long term comic reader, reading crossover events, tremendously apprehensive. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> it's not worked well since 1992, but maybe this one will be the one that changes the, the trend. It's ambitious. Uh, it's I love ambitious. it. And it's good yeah. self-promotion to say that. And hey, we're here for the ride. You know, y'all. And, 
And what bodes well is it's within one universe, right? So sometimes when you get these things yeah. in Marvel, you have to figure out, like, how do I get the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and the Avengers and Power Pack to all cross over in one event? And you're like, wait, this doesn't work. This is all just Star Wars. It's all right. Star Wars. So I'm on board. Exact same time period. Yeah. Can't wait to see what Valance does. It'll be great. Mm, uh. <laughs> Crash the party. I mean, every if time. you are going to kill that character off, is there any better send off than a 34 issue crossover event to be like, this is the death of Valance? Is, like, what a yeah. what a grand exit. He just gets launched into a sun or something. <laughs> I don't know how you kill Valance because his hand blasters apparently can defeat anything. <sighs> even a sun even a sun and the sun explodes um yeah anything grant you look like you have something you want to say anything uh, if last thoughts i think it could be it could be interesting to sort of build out this world of bounty hunters so by the time we get to boba fett we can you know we can finally get the real deal we can get bosk and ig88 or Lom and Zuckus like in live action again and like do something Ooh. fun, like do yeah. something fun with those characters, you know, one last time in live action. Cause I think, I think we got so, I mean, in Empire Strikes Back, it's, it's probably, you know, one of the greatest kind of cameo moments in all of cinema because you see all these characters and you just create these storylines in your head after seeing them. Yeah. And we don't get anything. It's just all been done in the comics, but it, it would be fun to do some sort of live, live action incarnation of uh you know for and zuckus for example like they're yeah, they're so fun yeah. yeah yeah how yeah, great absolutely. would it be to see them all reconvened in live action on that boba fett um thing i mean especially if they had a mission it would be like the most pure like i love an ensemble cast show but like pulling that dream together would be like the best a team that was ever put together for like mm-hmm. a common cause, especially if they could figure out how to do Bosk in a way where he looked, didn't look cheap. Um, I feel like they, they've, they've done um, trend oceans before on, on Mandalore uh, on, on the Mandalorian and they've yeah. looked okay. They yeah, you want like great. Jurassic park. You want the real yeah. deal. Yeah. 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 Jurassic park. That's <laughs> you want what an I animatronic I mean, Bosk. Yeah. Yeah. I'll- yeah. I'll put it this way. When they did the Trend Oceans on the Mandalorian, I had to Google to see if they were actually Trend Oceans. Exactly. Yeah, as well. yeah so, but uh, and, I'm excited. To see what yeah, same thing with Gamorreans um, in the fight pits. I was like, yeah, on my last viewing, I was like, okay, they could be Gamorreans, but like, I expect Gamorreans to be like 300 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> They're spelt Gamorreans. They were, yeah, those you know, guys yeah. Had chicken legs. Yeah. <laughs> right. For a Gamorrean, right? You want for a Gamorrean, you want humongous. Yeah, yeah. I would want like my Gamorrean battle to be a sumo wrestling thing, but you know, I don't get to call the shots, and I don't want to be nope. nitpicky here. That's not <laughs> what I'm about. It's not. I don't know. Um, yeah, awesome. Uh, thanks very much for listening to us this week and catching up on all these fantastic new entries to the uh, Star Wars galaxy. Um, we'll be talking more about the higher public and more about the new novels and more about the new comics and whatever news uh, that pops up so far. It's been a lot of not news lately, just a lot of speculation. And uh, that's fun too sometimes, but um, we've got enough like awesome content to keep us rolling. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk to you next week with a bunch of new stuff. Thanks for listening. And may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off for the latest breaking news. Follow at core world news on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you, always.